this is Whitney. And this is Hysterical Hysterical Women. Women. The podcast that no one asks for about our thoughts about gender in our society. Each week we're going to dissect events macro and micro to determine if we think this week was a win or a loss for feminism. feminism. (laughs) Hi folks. Hello and welcome to Hysterical Women Quarantine Edition. We hope you're all doing well and not going crazy, but if you are, Maybe listen to this podcast where we interview some rad artists. Yeah. So for the next foreseeable future, we're going to interview an artist for you every day so that you can get to know some of our favorite artists and start to follow along their work. And it's all over video chat. So we're social distancing and also be kind about the audio. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but we hope that you're social distancing as well. Oh my gosh, Lindsay Dresbeck, thank you so much for coming on Hysterical Women. I am the most honored. Thank you. Thank you. I almost was like, she's here in the flesh. And then I was like, (laughs) the opposite of what we're doing here. Yeah. So we've been doing these little pods, um, quarantine series, and just like reaching out to some of our fave artists and kind of wanted to just talk about like your origin story and uh, where you came from, where you're going Cotton Eye Joe style, you know? This is how I view my life all the time, Cotton Eye Joe style. Yeah, and I've been listening and all the stories have been great and they've been making me laugh in this weird time. So thank you. And the audio has been great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Hi, I am currently in my New York City apartment. I was born just three blocks from this apartment. Well, I was born in a hospital, but like the first apartment I lived in was three blocks from here. I, um, we moved to Miami when I was five. I've been a dancer since I was little. And, um, you were a dancer and I just want you to explain like what caliber of dancer. Cause like one could say I was a dancer, but it would be lying. It would be lying indifferent. So like kind of explain like your dance world I'd like. Yes. So I was on production companies since I was maybe seven um, in Miami. And so we do, my favorite performances were like halftime shows, <laughs> like basketball games. No, but we would travel, um, all the big choreographers. I mean, it was the early 2000s. So it was all like the Britney and the Christina choreographers. And do you remember like Darren's dance group? I don't know. It was really the time, like low pants, crop tops. Um, bravely wearing low pants like in the Lizzie McGuire movie, right? Oh my god, you don't <laughs> my poor father at the, with these costumes. Yeah, no, it really shaped me. Uh, it was all I did for a very long time and I'm still in touch with most of the choreographers and my dance friends and seeing where they came from their origin when I met them in the beginning and seeing what they're doing as artists today. Um, I love, love, loved my dance background. Unfortunately, I've had multiple physical injuries since I was 10. I never stopped dancing, but it did halt some dance dreams I had in the long term. And acting became my favorite medium because of that. It's not like you don't use your whole body in acting, but it's not as aggressive with what I was doing. Can you hear my neighbors next door? They're very loud. <laughs> we can't, but okay, good. <laughs> but you can narrate them if you want. This is your podcast. This is whatever you want. They're, okay, great. They're um, they're Israelis, so they speak in Hebrew. So I hear them yelling all day. And then to say stop in Hebrew is die. So they're always yelling at their dog. They're like, the dog's name is Leo. <laughs> 
Whitney. And they're like, Leo, die, die. And I just like wonder what the neighbors next to them think that they're saying. Um, side notes. Wait, but, and then you had, okay, so you had like this dance origin, and but then you were like in the music biz. Then you were going to be like a, a yeah. hot shot. Ooh, thanks. Uh, yes. Yeah, so dance was always, th- this was the thing. I was also like loved musicals, did everything in high school, was also painting all the time. But coming from a Jewish family, you are raised to, your guilt is your first emotion. So when you don't do something that your family asks you to do, like it was just school, extracurriculars, you go get into the best school you can and continue those extracurriculars as a hobby but then work, work, work to get that nine to five to move back to New York City since my older sister got allergic to the cold, so I moved to Miami. Does that make sense? (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, so I was obsessed with the music industry, always been obsessed with music. I mean, that really goes hand in hand with dance. So every year in college, I was interning for Sony Music uh, in the summer and during the year in the New York office and the LA office. And that was going to be my job in PR for RCA Records. And... Right before I started work, I was asked to be in a indie horror film, and that's where the tables turned. <laughs> oh! So since we all have so much time, I never tell people to watch it. Uh, but if you choose to watch it as satire, please watch it. It is called Pitchfork. Um, it's a great time. It's also like stuck in the early two thousands. I am wearing teensy tiny shorts crop top like but I'm the one blonde and somehow I survive when I have zero strength and just in the right place at the right time and oh sorry spoiler alert and um yeah watch it as a comedy it's great <laughs> did you were you living in LA or did you film that here I was living in LA already um in the office for Sony Music and it was actually filmed in Michigan on a farm called uh in Clare Michigan um it's mainly an Amish town. The one supermarket has more um, parking spots for horse and buggies than it does cars. Oh so <laughs> it was just the horror film and how the director wanted it. He just wanted it to be very method. So all the friends were living in the house. The killer was in the one hotel that this town had, but he would sneak into our rooms at night and like leave. Yes. Yes. I know. He would leave like messages with the fake blood for makeup on the, he released frogs one night. I woke up with like frogs. It was just horror. Was it, was, it was scarier than the movie filming it. <laughs> was this like a first time director or like a many? I just feel like sometimes he's, he's an Emmy nominated choreographer. Okay. He's in the dance, dance, dance world. And he's obsessed with horror. And this was always his biggest dream to direct a horror film. That makes sense to me that a direct, that a dance, like dancers are so intense. Like I could never keep up with all of their like... <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like they're the most self-disciplined. I don't know. So I feel like I can I can see that translating. I mean, there's even a dance scene in this horror film. <laughs> I can't wait. I cannot wait. Um, yeah, you feel like you're watching Footloose. I mean, there's a barn dance and then the first person gets murdered, right? Shortly mm-hmm. after. That's the, time- <laughs> That's the timeline I want. I want barn dance, murder. <laughs> and then I want by- murder, 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 murder. I want it to be barn dance, murder barn. I want as many barn dances as there are murders. But Honestly, I don't think it lasts long enough, but it's a good one. Oh, it's to that song. Do you remember? It was like that hit song that summer. It was like, oh no, honey, I'm good. That one. Yeah. Ooh, budget. Um, <laughs> no, low budget because why it was also terrifying. Um, whenever someone died in the film, they got sent home the next day because it was like one less mouth to feed. 
Um, <laughs> so it really felt like they were gone. <laughs> That's amazing. It was actually, it's still my favorite month of my life. And this happened in 2015. Wow. Best month of my life. Yeah. It was like camp for adults, but with like really scary situations <laughs> and stuck in the middle of nowhere. Like no, no one knew where we were. And then we met, we met at, at camp, at weird camp again. Yeah. Oh, all the summer sets. Yeah. What is more night in your life, Lindsay? You need more. Yeah, I'm noticing a summer camp theme. In oh life. yeah. And I went to Jewish summer camp. So yeah, it's my whole life. I think. I love summer camp. <laughs> What's the, tell me about the set y'all that you two met on. Ooh, Nora, do you? <laughs> oh boy. Start. Okay, so, approach um, <laughs> we are um, really thankful for the opportunity. The most thankful because we all met each other and we had a lot of laughs. Um, and I we never pushed. We were pushed. Yes. Um, we, yeah, face fears. Um, I'd never been to a sleepaway camp, and so it was kind of like paid summer camp. Wait, can, let's back up. What? Can you <laughs> more details about what you're talking about? So it, we got hired on a web series. We booked a web series that was supposed to be filmed at a summer camp. Nora and I were actually both hired as the camp counselors, and then when we got there, they told us that I was supposed to be a 17 year old camper. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm flattered, but. Mm. Yeah. I was also like, I saw her and I was like, she's a gorgeous blonde. If it, oh if the God. narrative is me, this boy camper counselor and Lindsay, <laughs> like I'm going to be the first killed off and sent home. Like, no. <laughs> it was it horror? No, no. But it I was just be for kids. <laughs> okay. But I knew, I knew the narrative suddenly. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Okay. But, um, yeah, very similar to that um, horror film situation. We were all put, well, the girls were put in one cabin together and all the boys were put in another cabin together when this camp was basically a ghost town. I mean, there were counselors there for the camp that was about to happen, like in real life. But there were still enough cabins to split us up, but they chose to put us all in one cabin together. Um, so we could either choose to really love each other really quickly or hate each other really quickly. And we loved each other. Chose love. Um, but it was, it was a really close for comfort situation. We had a great time. I'm, I'm still waiting on the footage, but we had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> you got the paycheck at least, right? Oh, yeah. Good. Thank you. Thanks for, thanks for asking. I think that's the most important, honestly. We cashed that to change. Especially right now. And we mm -hmm. still have sweatshirts and t-shirts. And I worked out in the t-shirt the other day. You did? Oh my, I didn't take a t-shirt. I should <laughs> Big mistake. <laughs> like, I do not want any evidence of this. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I went back last summer. Oh, yeah. They hired me back last summer. They wanted to do some last footage. So we only understood that we were getting hired for a narrative. We were, we were going to be campers counselors whatever and tell a little story and it be filmed that way i mean we never had a script beforehand you know we all just uh, had too much trust and got on a bus to upstate pennsylvania and luckily we all survived um but then they added this other component of live tutorials of like camp activities and my peppy butt got a lot of those um 
<laughs> but I've watched some of them. They've sent me some of them. And I'm like, how do you how are you not catching my sarcasm in this? But okay, I'm glad that we think this is completely true for kids. Um, so they asked, they wanted more tutorials. So I went back last summer because Whitney, paycheck. Absolutely. But it was really lonely without Nora. Oh my God. This also, just hearing all of this makes me feel like there were only men in charge of producing this. <laughs> Like, I'm hearing this and I'm like, okay, if this was my concept, like, and I wanted to take some people into the, like, I'm just thinking of like how much, how I would be like, so it would be so important to me to make sure that all of the actors felt so safe because it was such a weird situation. No. And the fact that that didn't happen, I'm like, oh, just men were in charge. Oh yeah, there was, but this happened every day. We would ask, we would beg for a call sheet and literally beg and then I think they would just make one to <laughs> make us happy but it, it never we never went according to that they'd be like okay we're gonna film a soccer scene get dressed for soccer and then all of a sudden they're like oh, we're doing a talent show so put on a full phase of makeup and and think of a talent <laughs> and think of a talent was always like <laughs> I, there's footage of, of somewhere of us doing a hula hooping tutorial and <laughs> It was it was us two, and then also our friend Rachel, who were were um, podcasting with later. Amazing, yeah, we all met there. <laughs> we all met there, and um, it's just us so over it, just like yes. being like, yeah. And then you hula hoop <laughs> <laughs> again. The sarcasm really shined. Um, yeah, but I, I totally get that. I love that you called that out on men, um, Rachel. If we're bringing up Rachel, Rachel just. Um, and her brother wrote the most hilarious short film. Um, and I produced it. And also because we just, I worked so many hats, like AD just did all the stuff. Also in but, it. Uh, oh, I'm in it. Thank you. <laughs> the amount of prep and the amount I, we reached out to all the actors and it's just, but it didn't feel like I was doing anything extraneous. Like it was just it's protocol. Just, it was just normal. Yeah. And I you think know? it does. I mean, part of it is just because, like, the way society has, like, made us be expected to nurture others. But I do think it lends really well to filmmaking. <laughs> yes. I feel like that's something that's so important to, like, me and Nora, we've talked about. It's, like, whenever we're on set, if we, like, can't pay people, is like, at least make them feel safe and happy and yeah. like, well taken care of. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's so true. Out, like, yeah, I've had some similar situations where you just to show up and you're like, am I even safe here? What's yeah. happening? And they're so I little. Think we had crafty for, like three days <laughs> yeah but we ate at the um the kosher dining hall a lot yes so well we were like scrummaging for snacks in the kosher dining hall. the peanut butter they, so they had these like because um kids are allergic to everything these days you can't have peanut butter at camp which is like blows my mind like peanut butter and jelly should be every meal so they have these small containers of this like fake peanut butter so we called it peanut butter and that's all Nora and I would eat <laughs> was peanut butter like, like the fork in these like, little containers, just like like six of them in like because we were bored in the afternoon. You yes. know what? It's okay. I loved it. And at the time, we were reading our Jenna Fisher's "The Actor's Life" for Actors Guide had just come out, and so every, we were just looking at each other. I'm like, "This is the actor's life. This is it." Yeah. Because you know what? One day we'll all be on those giant sets, and we'll miss the peanut butter. We'll miss sharing a bunk together. <laughs> We'll be able to say, hey, can we have peanut butter? And they'll say, yeah, it's already out. Instead of being like, 
hey, I wish we had peanut butter. I have, we have to eat this. <laughs> Honestly, it was so good. And you couldn't have like any dairy products on you either because of the kosher laws. So I remember Rachel, she like hoarded um, creamers in her fanny pack and she'd bring them into the dining hall and like sneak them into her coffee. <laughs> That's amazing. Good times, good times. And, and so you've produced this movie. What is it called? It's called Jewish. The ish is in parentheses. These two siblings, <laughs> elevator pitch. Uh, these two siblings find out a very sinister secret at their Passover Seder from their great grandmother. And that is all I'll tell you. Um, it was the best week. I, we had the best time and it's done. The trailer's out. Congrats. I went to look for it on IMDb page yesterday and I couldn't find it. So Rachel fixed that today. <laughs> and so go check it out. Um, and we wanted to have a soft little opening for friends and family, but Corona. So we'll hold off on that. It'll happen. It'll happen. Mm-hmm. And so what are you, what are you doing now? I mean, not right now, but right like now. before the shit uh, hit the. Before all of this, um, there's this web series actually that I was so excited about and had a callback for, and they keep pushing it because they think this callback's going to happen in person. Um, no, let's just get on Zoom, people. So I read the whole um, six episodes yesterday, so that was fun to know what happens to the character. I got an email from my agent, which was super exciting. I'm like, yes, something's about to happen. And it was just her saying like, hey, just checking in. It's real weird over here in California. The longest lines are for the gun stores. And we're like, what? <laughs> so that was also super exciting. And then my heart just fell to the floor. Really? Good to know. Good to know. You have a music, you have a time, you have like the most, to, for one person to be in so many music videos. I'm over it. I'm, I'm like, I've had the best time, but I'd love to use my little raspy voice every now and then. <laughs> no, but the most beautiful music video just came out. This artist named Favela. Uh, we filmed over three days, uh, production rented a Volkswagen van and we just drove to Joshua Tree, Idlewild from LA and... It was just, we, they just basically filmed a road trip and it was work. We need, we need to figure out ways to do stuff like that. Yeah. It was the best, really the best. And then just, uh, again, female driven production, Trader Joe's snacks everywhere I went. It was, <laughs> um, it was great. And, and the song is just so gorgeous um, and kind of anxiety reducing. So go ahead and. Take a listen. Take a watch. It's a beautiful video. Um, probably my favorite music video I did, though, was for uh, an up-and-coming country star where they flew me out. Again, it was in Michigan. Um, it, was the ti- it was titled Jesus and You. Um, little did they know, <laughs> I'm the granddaughter of, like, an Orthodox rabbi, but she's blonde, blue-eyed. Who cares? Um, that, that was really... Fun. What else? There have been a lot. I've been in a good Charlotte music video. That was the coolest for my teenage, preteen self. Um, well, dudes. Yeah. Sounds like girls. What? Yeah. Isn't that their song? Like, Boys like girls with hearts and money. That one. <laughs> We're really? such good singers. We're incredible singers. Incredible singers. So that's out. Um, yeah, just... Now I'm feeling a little stuck, but trying to make the most out of my time. Can I jump in? I, I want to ask, like, I feel like there's a, um, 
maybe maybe I'm wrong, but and maybe this is just uh, the energy I'm picking up from uh, <laughs> this interview. But I feel like your uh, the stuff you've worked on is all pretty like heightened or like um, I don't know, <laughs> like the horror or like camp things, high high stakes perhaps. Yes. What like is what's exciting to you about a script or what 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 projects what characters are you excited about playing? Um, I feel like it's interesting seeing how people's I don't know. It's like as much as we want to all do everything, we kind of all end up like our energy just lends to certain things, you know? So what Um, seen or liked or I noticed when I was living in LA, most of the work I was getting, which is not what my heart wants, but I think that energy just gets picked up because I could talk to a wall. I got a lot of host work. But through that I have to be so grateful because I've done um things with James Corden and the VMAs and stuff through that but it's not what I want. Uh, a script that gets me super excited is either a dark comedy or something that just really tugs at my heart. T- that, that is really, that can't leave my mind. Like, just, sorry, just like a fucked up story. That's really what I crave, what I want, um, whether it's in comedy or drama. So as much as I love a Parks and Rec, 30 Rock situation, I would crave more of a dark comedy. Yeah have um shows that you're like watching and loving right now um there are shows that are my go-tos but i just watched a show called feel good on netflix have you heard of this i watched the first episode what did you think i really i finished it it's six episodes it's, i really like that kind of show i would love to be on it's about um two women but uh, one of them she goes back and forth of being non-binary and the other comes from a very white privileged home but starts dating may and is having trouble coming out and then may, and may the one who's undecided about her gender is an addict but it's not just about her narcotic addiction it's how she's addicted in every sense of her life including being addicted to this girl who isn't proud to call her her girlfriend and it, it was i think you should continue it was really good. okay yeah i was I like, like i was and, cooking and watching but i liked it that's what i've been doing with i'm sorry have yeah. you watched Oh, that's hilarious. That's a good one. Uh, yeah, I love, clearly I love female lead shows. <laughs> and Lady Bird. Oh, right there behind me. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm a sucker for Lady Bird. I'm a sucker for Greta. Sucker. <laughs> um, so, so like, if you, ideally, what, what like thing would you most want to do? I guess this is kind of along the same lines that Whitney, the question. Yeah, ideally, um, I would choose TV over film. I think that's just how the world works now. I mean, it's just a chance to tell longer, more story. Um, I don't know how well this show holds up as years progress, but my dream, dream, dream would have been on Girls. Like, Girls is my all-time favorite. That's the kind of show I'd want to be on without um, everyone hating on Lena Dunham. (laughs) Yeah, I just, I would never want to be, I mean, give it to me and I'll I'll go on it, but I'm not shooting for the CW, the Riverdale kind of TV show. I want there to be quirkiness to it. I want to see bags under people's eyes. I want to see raw, real people. Yeah. Do you want to continue like producing? What's what was exciting to you about producing Jewish and is that something you want to continue? What what did you like about that? I I loved how I don't want this to sound weird. I just loved how easy it 
came to me of just, and again, I don't want it to sound like, oh, we're women and we're trained to just take care and do this, but it really, I love organizing. I love being there for people. I love seeing things come together. Um, I'm attentive to detail. It just, it made sense for me and I really, really enjoyed it. And I would love to do it again. And it also felt great because I got to act in scene too. So I didn't feel like I was letting go of my number one dream to act, but I got to be on both sides and I felt so fulfilled producing. Love that. I could absolutely see you being like a, like a producing acting powerhouse. Cause yeah, you definitely had that like, similarly with Whitney's like this ability to kind of see like all the things that need to be done. And then you're smart about the ways to like, achieve those while still being like true to yourself and also being attentive to like kind of like reading the room Mm -hmm. understanding body language people's emotions how are people feeling yeah handle the actors she she's always you guys are always handling me so (laughs) that's how you do not need to be handled my quirks you are perfection put that on my gravestone um (laughs) okay here's here's a fun question who so right now you're quarantined with baby dog. We I love. I am quarantined with my baby dog, who is, oh, he's actually chewing my yoga mat at the moment. <laughs> um, but um, in, yes. in a hypothetical world, who do you wish you could most be quarantined with? I love this question because I figured this out last night. I was watching uh, Pamela Adlon went on live with her daughters in the kitchen and I watched it for 45 minutes. So clearly I want to hang out with them. (laughs) I mean, so they're just dancing in the kitchen to Lizzo and then like, so they're doing their own thing around the Island and then they get up in in your face and the camera and start reading the comments, but they're just hilarious and everything she, she does. And so she's cooking, she's dancing, she's, on her fourth glass of wine, I'm like, that's the house I want to be in because I know I'd be fed. I'd be drinking wine and I feel, and she's just the coolest mom of three daughters. I mean, no offense to my mom, but she's definitely the coolest mom of three daughters. (laughs) No, she's amazing. I, and I like, I also love how she's really come. She's figured out how to come back from the whole, like Louis CK. Having that be her writing partner. Like it, I, that's that's I mean watching the new season it's fine I haven't is it great I mean I'm just I again like sucker for Greta sucker for Pamela like I just am and I I really have a problem with people saying oh it's like not as good when Lucy K was the writer um because she really has her own voice and just seeing her live video with her own daughters um she knows what she's talking about like it's a it really hits home because I'm the middle child of three girls and my parents were divorced. So, uh, she gets it. It's so good. Please watch. And yes, I want to be stuck with her also. Cause I feel like I wouldn't have to wear a bra. I, I wouldn't have to like put on a show. I would just really get to be me. Mm-hmm. I'm just so lonely. <laughs> you have, um, is it, is that, who are you, t- who's that to talk to behind you? Oh, that's a painting of Tupac I made in college. <laughs> I was really cool. <laughs> You're also really good painter. It's actually annoying. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I started drawing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, I started drawing again in this quarantine situation, which has been um, frustrating, but freeing at the same time because I haven't attacked it in so long. So it's I feel scary. like you're such an example of just like an artist. Like, you just, like, create in every vein. 
was so, so inspiring that. and beautiful. Tell me I'm a singer too. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like all of it. I'm not a singer. <laughs> I really try to be a singer. I've, I've been taking a lot of videos of myself singing in quarantine. I'm the true artist. That's all we have. True artist. I don't know who's going to see those. They're for me. They're, they're for my bad days. Yes. <laughs> Puppy dog. Um, what are you wearing on this quarantine day? Is there our subversion of... I'm so sweatpants? glad you asked, Nora. <laughs> Look at my tie-dye sweatpants, okay? They say Harvard down the side. <laughs> obnoxiously tie-dye sweatpants that say Harvard. I feel like Harvard's a party. <laughs> That's what it's known for, famously. I mean, yeah. Legally blonde. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm try- I just changed from, ugh, it's nothing original because I've seen the memes already, but I just changed from my nighttime pajamas to my daytime pajamas. I've been washing my face, I'm brushing my teeth, you know, keeping up with the Kardashians. <laughs> the Kardashians. I was going to say hygiene, but sure. Hygiene, Kardashians. I feel like here in this era, memes are, have truly become kind kind of our our bible for living you know what i mean like we're getting closer and closer to just being in our computers oh sad um (laughs) please don't judge me if we're talking about like memes becoming the thing now i think i think the number one reason why i love being an actor is because i don't want to say physical touch but it's just having that connection with people and having no boundaries like you tell a story and it's safe and you get to experience all of these things in a safe space with other humans so i'm going crazy lately so i downloaded tiktok not like i'm making any content no (laughs) Uh, i just started i'll feel less embarrassed if you start making content also okay did you make content i made one but i put it on private and it's of my dog and putting scrunchies in his ears because there's this trend of i could put it in a bun and you just put his ears into a scrunchie and he's so mad (laughs) that's so cute no i've been doing some of the tiktok memes i want to learn one of the dances but i kind of just get intimidated and i'm still also secretly afraid that i'm doing tiktok wrong but doing it wrong but I'm I sent it to one friend in secrecy and she was like mm, like I love your effort but that was wrong <laughs> apparently this is what I did wrong this is how much like I understand memes which I don't so much more than TikTok TikTok gives you the the audio like you pick the song the trending song and then they add it I found the song on my laptop on YouTube and I was like playing it at the same time as recording on my phone and trying to sync the two at the same time. I know. That's Did I just put myself into a grandma? That is the grandma AS TikToking I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm not even on TikTok. I love that. Get on it. Honestly, some laughs. It's been some good laughs. But then it also makes me angry at, at our world at the same time. It's, it's very conflicting, confusing. A little more than Instagram, I have to say. Really? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I'm losing it. <laughs> it's all bad. It's all bad. It's all bad. I miss you both. I wish we were all quarantined together. Oh, wouldn't that be lovely? It would. It would. Um, sorry, are you hearing the dog toy? Yeah, but it's all part of the soundscape. You've heard the audio. It's rich. 
It's rich. It's It's actually probably not that bad. Like, please don't worry about it. You're giving us a gift. No, no, no. I'm people to listen to. The thing is, like, I can't change it. (laughs) (laughs) You can't change this quarantine, Nora. Get on it. As much as I try, I can't change this. I can't change this. And that's. And change these four walls you're stuck in. Um, Lindsay, is there anything else you want to share with the world on this incredible platform we've given you? <laughs> it's an incredible platform. Why are you laughing? Um, no, one, thank you. Um, I loved your podcast from the get-go and seeing it transition into this weird time. Thank you for keeping it up. Thank you for inviting me. Um, and appreciating my artistry. I really appreciate that because right now... Everyone just feels kind of stuck. But there are little things to do. Where can we find you on TikTok? Oh my God, do not find me on TikTok. <laughs> um, just get back to me on that one. <laughs> like never. Socials <laughs> if people want to check you out. Ooh, socials, sure. Um, no uh, pressure, no pressure. A little pressure. Your eyes are bugging out right now. What is my Instagram name? Um, it's Linz, L-I-N-D-S, last name Dresback, D-R-E-S-B-A-C-H. And that's really, I, I'm not on Twitter. I don't think I'm funny enough. And <laughs> thank you for laughing. I'm scared um, of Twitter. I'm like, I'm scared of it because I had it in college and I've seen posts I made in 2000. 11 and I never want to see those like I never want to see what I was thinking a year ago <laughs> I just don't because each year you are growing you are I'm growing I'm stronger I'm smarter I'm just better <laughs> you're better faster stronger Did we read a song? <laughs> are we- oh guys this made my day this made my oh, week my mom I don't know these days well i love you i love you both so much thank you we'll talk to you soon okay stay safe lysol everything everything. Bye. bye thanks for listening if you listened if you like the pod hit subscribe and leave us a review also if you have a macro event that you'd like us to cover slide into our dms on instagram at hysterical women 